Hello everyone, welcome to the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host the Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about following the last episode where I talked about the classic Mahou Shoujo genre. This week I'll be talking about the, as I call it, the modern Mahou Shoujo. And to this end I'll be talking about the flagship of everything that has to do with this new... I'd say this modern take on the Mahou Shoujo genre. Poya Magi Madoka Magica. Or Mahou Shoujo Madoka. To be pretty simple. I don't know why they... They put a lot of Italian. I think it's Italian. The anime. I don't know why. And from what I could research. I don't actually know uh, why that is. Outside from uh, stylistic choice but whatever before i even start let's start with the disclaimers first disclaimers for the alert i'll be talking about everything in the anime so the 12 episodes it has i'll not be talking about the films or the spin-offs or the the ones that came after um, mostly because the the, f- the movies the films are not really canon and in my humble opinion and also uh, talking about the spin-off, the spin-off is still coming out, so that's not really feasible for me to talk about, to review it. And also because uh, I want to talk about the, the genre itself, to, um, focusing on the anime, so yeah, that's basically it. The second thing, uh, spoiler alert, about the spoiler alert, right? There is a uh, kind of a plot twist by the end of the anime that really changes the perspective and the narrative in most cases but in my opinion it's so well explained in the anime that and it kind of doesn't i i don't actually need to to regard it as something that um, moves the plot because it kind of does but at the same time it's so late in the game that the um, the outcome is more or less already about to happen either way and also because I think at the end of the day the um, the review is going to be better and um, not only the review but the introduction to the genre is going to be better if I talk about the ending more than I talk about the the plot twist because the the ending weirdly enough is something that accompanies the genre more or less Sometimes, not not every time, but sometimes. And so, for this, for considering all that, um, I will spoil everything from the anime. So that's that. Outside from that, there are no extra disclaimers. I think. Um, anyways, let's just start. Um, so first off, let's start with the stats. So uh, I, I would just call it Madoka because Madoka is so much simpler than the full name and Mahoshojo Madoka is also um, three words so let me get to, to the chase right so written Madoka is originally an anime written by Urobushi Gen the music is done by Kaj- Kajura Yuki the music score on this thing is 
so awesome. The the whole thing, the opening, the ending, the the in the middle songs, they're awesome. All all of them, the themes from the, from the the characters and everything else. Oh my god, it's it's awesome, awesome. I'll talk more about that later. But anyways, the studio that did it is the studio Shaft. Shaft is the studio who did Bakemonogatari, Megakush actors, and so on and so forth. I, I don't actually remember much, much of their work outside from those two, but Bakemonogatari and in the Monogatari series in itself is so, uh, let's say, so big that and has such a footprint that I don't actually think I need to explain much more of that. The original run f of the anime was from January 2011 to April 2011. It has 12 episodes and a whole bunch of movies, as I already said, and the spin-off and some games and the manga adaptation, whatever. That being said, let's start with the um, both not only the presentation of the genre, but uh, let, let me start with the story, because the story will, uh, let's say, it will be the basis to, to the genre. And so let's go. The um, first thing we, the first thing, uh, especially for Madoka itself, um, it, let's say the its successors, the um, successors, not the, the, the descendants from the same genre, don't actually have this this feature. But Madoka is especially regarded by the visual design. Not only the visual design, but the, one of the most striking things about it is the visual design. The um, anime has so much style, so much, and uh, not only on the the art style, the the, the um, tracing, the, the character design, and whatever, but also the way that the photography is presented, the the scenes are presented, the character movement, animation, the whole. Com uh, as I said in some reviews past, the the whole composure of the, the um, anime is uh, quite unique and, and I can't really explain this too much but it's something akin to a modernist, more kind of view it has a lot of color and yet has some weird shape in some places some parts are uh, pretty symbolic in, in some, some instances I, I can actually Let's say, I can't actually explain it in audio, you have to watch it to to actually see it. But easy to say, it's one of the most visually unique anime you will ever see. And mostly because they they actually, they just went all out with this one. I don't actually know the real re reason, but they just went all out. And, I mean, it's not so much, let's say close to, as I already said, the, the same studio did it, it's not so much closer to Bakemonogatari, uh, the Monogatari series, and Mekakushi actors, but uh, it's the same DNA, although it, it came, I think, after Bakemonogatari, but before the, the other ones, um, but at the same time, it has the same DNA, but it, it is quite unique in between it. That being said, we get to meet our the first thing in the episode. We get to meet our main character, Kanade Madoka, who is a normal schoolgirl, um, I think 14 years old, and we accompany her 
in her everyday life for the first episode, more or less. So we get to meet her mother, little brother, her father, her two, let's say, best friends at the time. She she studies in a co-ed school, but for the most of the anime, there are no interactions with boys. There's one boy which who becomes, let's say, a, a turning point in the story for one of the girls, but I will talk about that later. Uh, the two girls that we meet is Hitomi and Sayaka. Hitomi, for for the sake of this review, she, she's not really important in the beginning. I mean, she's not really important overall, but at some point she becomes like a, a plot point, let's say. And Sayaka, who is, let's say, the best, uh, best friend of Madoka. And for the first day, we get to see that there is a transfer student, student named Homura Akimi who she has this really her presence is noticeable and she straight out comes out as the antagonist not the villain but the antagonist too uh let's say we we see from the from the get-go that madoka is really uh really innocent um, really kind uh, really happy and whatever and for the most part, Homura exhales the the opposite energy. She's cold. She's calculated, but let's just say she's she's bad. <laughs> she she's mean. Let's let's just put the blanket state statement. She's mean for the most part at the beginning, and for one reason or another, she has this back and forth with Madoka, and. Basically, from, from the get-go, it doesn't seem like she wants to be friends with Madoka. Although Madoka does not, let's say, decline Homura as a friend. She just um, has... Um, she's afraid of Homura, but uh, not so much to reject her at this point. And basically, from this point on, right? So, the first episode, we get to see Madoka and Sayaka basically live their normal lives all together and whatever but at some point they go to the, sh to the shopping mall and for one reason or another a mysterious voice starts to come into Madoka's head asking for help and when she goes to investigate and, and this is a really this already becomes something that the anime does a lot the changing environment really happens and, and this is a this is a detail, right? But it is a scene that really just um, locks it in. The the amount of weight, the background in this scene is actually holding the whole anime. That first off, the Sayaka and Madoka are in this really uh, bright and colorful shopping mall and whatever. And when Madoka comes to help this mysterious voice, she enters in this... Uh, back room kind of maintenance uh, maintenance passage really dark really, really black and gray and the whole as i said the whole composure is really something to behold in this anime but let's get going so they found out the the mysterious voice is actually a let's say a, a little animal that is being chased by homura homura is actually uh, is actively trying to kill it and she comes out of the shadow and warns them that the the 
animal she's holding, let's call it an animal at this point, the animal she's holding is not, is not to be trifled with, uh, does not, uh, don't be tempted by its offer and whatever. She doesn't actually sh say exactly that, but you know what I'm saying. From this point on, they actually talk to this animal and the, its name is Kyube, and from then on we get to the whole thing. So, Kyube basically explains that there is uh, this concept of the, of the, the witches and whatever, and eventually, for one reason or another, Madoka and Sayaka get involved with a witch, and basically the explanation is a witch is manifestation of the of hate, basically hatred, human hatred um, that affects the its surroundings. So basically, uh, it can affect other people into not only hurting others but hurting themselves. So they. Some of the themes in the and, and this is a, a side note, but important one. The themes in this anime are pretty heavy. If I mean they don't actually, they're pretty heavy, but they try to gloss over some some things. Even though, as I already said, and I will repeat, the themes are pretty heavy, uh, from suicide to death and. It is pretty emotion, uh, pretty emotional story, and it becomes even more emotional, more involved as the story goes on. So, as always, viewer discretion. If you guys know what I'm saying, I mean, I I'm not the the censorship board or whatever. You do you, but I'm just saying. So, I had a case once that an anime uh, shook me so much that I actually get, kind of got kind of bummed out for a week so in in a really bad way but the thing is right so i would just say the ending for this for this story is a good ending and i'll get to that but again films are heavy tread carefully let's say so for whatever reason sayaka and madoka get kind of involved into uh, a witch's curse they uh, as they call it they get inside the it's field of influence its barrier and they get locked in but they are saved by one girl from the their school third year she they are on the second year so the third year they're sent by Tomoe Mami who is already a magical girl and for the most part um from this point on Tomoe Mami is basically their mentor for uh, let's say, so she comes out to save Kyube and save the girls from this witch, and then from this point on, they she basically takes them under uh, her wing because she needs to explain how being a uh, magical girl works. So, in broad terms, let's say the the thing that Kyube adverts is that he will grant you any wish, any impossible wish is made possible, but in exchange, the girl has to, uh, basically, they uh, earn this soul gem that represents their soul, and they have to fight these witches, who at this point are just these manifestations of hatred. The witches are characterized in the anime as these, basically, really abstract 
beings, let's say, they have a whole different kind of animation. They they really change how the the whole show feels because the show is half when when a witch is in the the screen, the show is half anime and half uh, whatever they wanted to do as symbolic as ever. So some some are collages of figures of one of them i think it's butterflies made out of paper and whatever and another one is just like kids drawings on with like crayons and whatever and it's all really well animated it's a really it's a visual spectacle at this point and basically the whole thing right the whole thing revolves around killing witches after getting one wish granted. So, uh, Mummy just uh, explains to the girls that the way that things work and takes them into some some fights and whatever just to show them how things work, more or less. And from this point on, uh, they basically develop this really nice friendship, although the stakes are different for each other. But uh, Mummy basically explains that her wish was done out of, um, let's say, immediate necessity because she survived a car crash, so she had to accept the the wish. Uh, when I say wish, the QB uses the word contract a lot when you say that, and, and the word contract really veers this whole the whole symbology of this thing. Because later on we get to know the the fine lines of the 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 wish granting the contract really, and then we we see that a wish that is granted by an angel is a contract with the devil and whatever. And this is a really symbolic thing, but it, it really comes out. And I'm already spoiling something that happens way later. But anyways, the thing is they've befriend mummy. And in episode 3, she unceremoniously dies after teaching both Madoka and Sayaka that dying is part of being a uh, Maho Shoujo. And this really... And the, let's just say, the scene is pretty heavy and the whole thing just, just gets wrecked from then on. The whole... Uh, the whole thing, the, the psychological damage, uh, emotional damage, the, the whole thing gets wrecked from this point on. Because from that point on, Sayaka and Madoka, who were considering becoming magical girls, they, they view it as this, why would I risk my life with this kind of thing, right? So they... they start to weigh their options really that being said there there are like so this happens on episode three there are like i think two episodes in between it until uh we are shown one part of sayaka's life more on focus that she had she has a boy that is her childhood friend who would used to be prodigy uh, violinist and f- they never actually show the why, 
but he for some reason survived an accident and is has been immobile both hands and feet for the last I don't know five five six years and so Saka uh, religiously goes to his hospital hospital room every day to speak with him to show him music C- uh, rare music CDs she finds and buys and uh, humor him basically for the last last six years she did that and then when we get to actually focus on that he uh, basically he has uh, he lashes out at some point at her and on a whim she turns to Kyube and Kyube I have to actually give this disclaimer right Kyube is a magical creature uh, true and true so he teleports he is basically omnipresent from everything we can see and he basically teleports wrenches wishes and later on is a bit of a motherfucker but I'll get to that and, and basically she on a whim looks at this the window QB appears and then she goes somewhere and makes the contract. In between this happening, Madoka is going home, really is still depressed that that mommy died and finds Hitomi in the middle of the street. And when she sees Hitomi, she notices that Hitomi is, is marked with what they call the, the, the kiss of a witch. So she's basically under the influence of the curse. And when she sees it, there are a whole lot of people trying a uh, collective suicide. And, and fucked up, right? Fucked up. And at some point, Madoka um, basically stops them, but then they pursue her into a, into a separate room of the building they're on and when the witch actually appears and tries to take Madoka Saika comes out with her new found uh, magical girl powers and from and she saves her and whatever and from this point on we enter the Saika arc the Saika arc is really rough the Saika arc is really 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 difficult to watch because it's um it's when we discover so much about being a magical girl and we see the psychological damage that it has on the users that actually discover it so one of the first things that happen after mommy dies is that there's this new girl who appears that's kyoko and for all intents and purposes um if Madoka and Sayaka and Mummy, for that matter, were thinking about saving people and actually leave, leaving for the sake of saving people they love, people they care about, and, and the city in general, Kyoko is basically the min maxer of the whole magical group business. So, what do I mean by that, right? So, for one reason or another, there are basically two mechanics they have to live with magical girls has have their soul gem and their soul gem represents their soul the thing is their their magical powers represent by their soul gem and their soul gem becomes let's say 
uh, dirty or soiled or whatever you want to call it, they become uh, darker and the, there's a darkness that spreads whenever they use their powers. The more you use it, the more dark it becomes. At some point, at this point, it is not actually questioned what happens if it becomes full black, but it is known that you don't want to actually have it happen. That being said, how do you cleanse your soldier? So every time they kill a witch, the witch will drop what they call a grief seed that is uh, its heart, more or less, let's say. And the grief seed, when when put next to a sojam, will leach out the, the corruption from the sojam into itself. The, most of the grief seeds have one use, some have more uses, but the fact of the matter is you need grief seeds to cleanse your sojam. The thing is, it is added that some witches that are too powerful may spawn uh, what they call familiars that are witches by their own right but they don't actually have the same amount of power and they don't drop crucially the grief seed that being said if you think about it there's no gain in actually killing the familiar because there are no drops the only way that the familiar will drop a grief seed is if it kills more people in the real world so so that's the thing so the the whole conflict between kyoko and sayaka and, and this is a wholly about sayaka and kyoko is that kyoko believes that leaving a familiar be and killing some people to become a full-fledged witch is better than killing the familiar before it with no drops and sayaka truly despises that notion because it will kill people, and you being able to stop it, you should stop it. And so that that's the basic uh, first conflict between them. And it's the first time that, uh, at this point, with Mummy out of the picture, uh, Sayaka and Madoka have to uh, see two magical girls fight, uh, each with their own perspective, because Madoka at this point is not a magical girl. And Sayaka is uh, basically a newbie. She doesn't know actually how to fight. And they fight it out. It is pretty painful. It, it's um, it's something really, really awful. And eventually even Honra has to intervene because she... And this is the first hint of the, the let's say, the plot twist. Honra sees that Madoka is suffering, seeing her friend... And someone she doesn't actually have anything against fight for no reason because in Madoka's Madoka's world of view, if there are two magical girls, she, they should ally themselves to defeat the witches. They, let's say the only thing that a magical girl should fight is a witch because the witch actually harms people, and magical girls should be allies in itself. That being said, Kyoko then drags it out with the fight and whatever and this goes on a bit the thing is right so skipping a bit i think the the first big break of saika's let's say mental state at this point after having lost after getting pushed around by another magical girl who is not in accordance with um, what a magical girl should be 
Sayaka uh, accidentally discovers that if your soul gem gets um, farther than 100 meters from your body, you basically lose control of your body. And that's when actually Kyube has this whole exposition about the fact that when you make a contract, when the wish is granted, your soul is basically locked into the soul gem that is a way better form to protect it because it's the most important part of the magical group and so your body is not actually your own anymore you are just let's say uh, transmitting your your thoughts and personality through a unoccupied body more or less a corpse but not really and from this point on, the, the whole show starts to really break down. Because then we get to the question of what actually is a human. Are the girls who don't actually have bodies anymore actually human or they are something else? And given that Saka had the aspiration to live a normal life with what would eventually be a special order and have kids and whatever... and live life as you were will she be able to do that? Th that's the whole question here and from this point on the whole thing with Saka really begins to crumble because from this point on we get to see that Saka actually there's this whole thing about the, the losing your body being a zombie and whatever kind of stuff the second thing is when it comes out that actually Hitomi the, the other friend from the beginning she comes out and says to Saka actually I like the, the boy you were seeing for the like 6 years and now that he's out of the hospital I'll confess to him is that alright with you and, and this hits really hard out of, out of nowhere and <laughs> oh boy and I mean we don't actually get to see the, the exchange we get to uh, see they're talking but we don't actually know what they talk about and, and, and the answer but it becomes uh, somewhat of um, let's say tactically express that he respond positively to her feelings so they start actually to date and that really hits Saka really really low at this point really really low and from this point on the whole thing just goes downhill from here so Later on, we get to see that Sayaka fighting, fighting witches. She starts to use the, let's say, the, the knowledge of being away from your body to disconcern the pain that she feels. And so she basically she bangs up her whole body through the fight and heals it afterward. But that uses a whole lot of magic. And for no particular reason really she refuses to take the um, the grief seed that she drops for no real reason she and at this point her soul gem is really polluted and she just refuses to to do anything and so there's this whole let's say there's i don't know like five minute montage of the way that she's looking at the world at this point because she although she can fight witches she doesn't she doesn't see the, the the objective anymore 
she is basically in despair she's basically hopeless at this point and that's when we get to see the second let's say the second big secret the second thing is that uh despair and hopelessness hatred um curses whatever you want to call it they are the basis of the corruption that accumulates in the soul gem of the magical girls so basically that's the first thing that the hate the the hopelessness this um let's say something that mounts on the the f real fact the real secret that at this point QB had had not talked about whenever uh soul gem gets fully corrupted it becomes a grief seed and the girl becomes a witch and long story short Sayaka becomes a witch and this really hits Madoka really hard and not only that but for the sake of and I'm glossing over some things here right so that there's this whole arc where Kyoko and Sayaka make up for for the sake of they start to understand each other more or less but Sayaka is already on the joker arc of the I, I don't care about the word and whatever and so it's too late to save her but the thing is right so Kyoko goes to Madoka and, and both of them try to let's say save Sayaka try to see if Sayaka wakes up from her witch form she doesn't and Hyube knew that but didn't tell anyone about it because eventually Kyoko to subdue to defeat Sayaka Kyoko dies and that leaves on just Homura and Madoka at the end of the day and Kyube eventually comes out and says that the, at this point we know that there is a huge witch that is coming to town eventually uh, I don't actually remember the name right now I the name is is in goddamn german and i don't know german wash finger something like that the thing is the when the thing manifests a lot of people will die basically it is a witch that causes what we would see as natural disaster so a giant earthquake a tornado uh, something of the kind and we know that because Homura, for some reason at this point, knows that. And it is known that no one magical girl can defeat it, so they need more hands to do it. And at this point, there are no magical girls able to do it because all of them are dead. And Madoka has yet to make a contract. That being said, uh, Hom it comes out that Homura actually doesn't actually want Madoka to become a magical girl. They, she does not at this point when Kyoko dies explain the reason, but simple to say that she doesn't want to to make Madoka uh, doesn't want to let Madoka become a magical girl because she doesn't want them uh, her to suffer the the difficulties of uh, being a magical girl because uh, and this is the thing that they don't actually explain but you you need to actually make this let's say this head count from the beginning when the the whole thing about becoming a witch comes into comes into perspective so for for all we know all the witches are born from magical girls so let's say for one for one witch there was a magical girl but 
there were no witches to begin with, right? So the first witch was created because the first magical girl became too corrupted. And the second continued and continued and continued. So it stands to reason that at some point are either too many magical girls for too little witches, if that makes sense. The, the thing is, the, the supply and demand is not, let's say, the supply and demand is not in equilibrium. And so there are a whole lot of um, more magical girls than, than there are witches. So there are not enough witches to cleanse all the all the soul gems. And even if there were, people would use their uh, powers differently in a different rate. So it is never... It's safe to assume that any... The magical girl came before the witch and... In layman's terms, it basically means that if you become a magical girl, your end game is to become a witch, if you want it or not. Either because there are no grief seeds to cleanse your soul gem infinitely, or eventually you will uh, become desperate and hopeless and corrupt it yourself. And Homura doesn't want that to Madoka. And then we we start the last after Kyoko dies and this whole thing basically blows over, uh, we we start the last arc of the, the story. And on episode 10, we we get the whole explanation of who is Homura as one of the m- most important, let's say, late arriving, more or less, characters in the whole show. So it is explained that actually Homura was... Uh, she was a normal girl who entered the school and eventually was presented to the to the world of magical girls through Madoka and Mami. And basically, the the whole anime, the, there's one whole episode to show this, but Homura relieves the same one month of being transferred into the school, getting to meet Madoka, getting to meet Sayaka, getting to meet Mami, uh, getting to meet everyone, and she relieves this one month for any number they show i think it's eight uh, seven seven or eight times uh, the different outcomes and it all always always comes back to the same thing to homura watches madoka die and goes back to the to the past to try to re- redo it and every time she fails every time she fails and every time she fails and at this point we and, and this is this is something that happens really early in the anime that Kyube admits that for s- some unknown reason Madoka is the most powerful uh, magical girl ever, or she would be if she formed the contract. But he he doesn't know why. And then we get the explanation from Kyube later on that because that Homura has redone the same the same event centered into Madoka for some reason the, the the universe basically centered uh so much of the what they call the karmic destiny into Madoka that she became she has the magical potential of uh, let's say the infinite more or less she she's if she becomes the the a magical girl she would be infinitely powerful and when she became the if she becomes a witch Later on, she would be infinitely powerful to destroy the whole universe. <laughs> kind of. I think it's the whole universe, they say. 
or the whole planet. The thing is, it's pretty grand. And so we come to the standstill because Hobuna tries to kill the worshipbringer. I don't actually remember the, the, the name of the damn thing. And she fails. And then she comes into the, the dreadlock of thinking that she either restarts the month again and see herself fail again and sums up to the possible suffering of Madoka and then she becomes uh, she starts to to become desperate but at this point Madoka steps up and she concocts the perfect wish to become a magical girl to to solve all the suffering she's seen and one thing that I didn't say yet there's a whole lot of crying in this anime. There's a low, whole lot of suffering, whole lot of crying. It is really emotional. I cried a lot too. But the thing is, right? At this point, Madoka, after crying a lot and a lot and a lot and suffering a lot and seeing people suffer too, not not only herself but a lot of people, because at this point when Saika dies, the, the whole thing just oh my god, it, it's terrible. The thing is, at this point, Madoka brings up the solution and she just makes the one ending to an anime that is really confusing if you don't follow up the whole dialogue because it is really quick madoka at the end of the the fight with the war purchase with homura almost dying and almost uh, losing faith and becoming a witch madoka wishes to rewrite the laws of why the witches exist and basically she destroys any witch before it is born and with that she basically she turns herself into a concept she not that she rewrites the laws of the physics of the universe in the whole anime but she becomes a new law <laughs> that rewrites it all and so there is this whole thing that she wishes to erase all the witches that were and that will be and that are at this point. And with that, the whole timeline is redone in a way that uh, any magical girls from the past, they don't actually become witches and they don't actually curse them. They basically, they vanish rather than becoming a witch and killing people and so she saves generations after generations of humans and not only that but she actually by doing that she basically redoes the whole thing so uh, the one exception that doesn't actually let's say uh, is reborn is Saika because Saika Saika's death is made in order to complete her wish because uh as it, and I'm right now I'm talking about something that you need to actually watch the anime. I didn't actually explain it and I will not take the time to explain because it's been 15 minutes of recording already. But the thing is, uh, at this point, uh, Madoka in this godlike state of becoming a uh, very love, love physics, she chooses, she comes to this connection with Sayaka uh, from the dead and they agree to maintain Sayaka's wish in exchange for her life because for her wish was something to help someone else the result of the wish 
was better in the long run, let's say, for the person. So if there were no wish, the person affected would not be, they, they would be this hopeless and spared. Not that he was a magical girl, not that, but the thing is, she basically maintains her wish and doing that, Saika stays dead, but all the other girls uh, basic, are basically reborn and the timeline is remade in a way that Homura actually becomes friends with Mami and Kyoko and Madoka actually uh, stops existing, let's say. And the only person at the end of the day that remembers the whole thing as it happened is Homura because Homura has the, the ability to... she has time-space magic which in turn may, uh, lets her basically communicate with Madoka before she actually becomes uh, a law of physics, uh, more or less. It's pretty abstract, but I think I, I did a good job at explaining it, I hope. The thing is, this, this is about the anime, right? I have to still talk about the genre and later on my opinion. But uh, basically, what I told you is basically a story about... Uh, being tricked into, let's say, a false hope, and then finding hope into the despair and being des desperate, and having this whole the whole thing blow over, and seeing uh, people who would be allies to who should be allies to fight, and a whole lot of stuff. What I want to do now is to present. Two examples. I will present two examples because I don't actually know any other. I will present two examples of the same genre, the modern Maho Shoujo genre, just to, just to let's say, present the the way that Madoka actually influenced the industry in a way. Uh, just a side note: there is this not, it's not a spin-off, it's not the the sequel, but it is let's say the successor to Madoka is Lyrical Nonoka, which is. A really lighter note on this modern. It, it has some heavy stuff, but not in the size that Madoka has, and not really well made as Madoka is. But that's that's just a side note. The two that I want to talk about is first Mahoshojo site and Mahosho, um, Magical Girl Raising Project. Both of them are terrible anime that I don't actually want to review, and I'll tell you why. Um, for sake of brevity, I don't actually remember the difference between one of them, one another. The thing is, they they both uh, strain for this from the same. They they're both pieces of the same cloth, more or less. I'll talk more about Mahoshu Site because it's the one that I remember most. Mahoshu Site is a terrible take on the Mahoshu, the modern Mahoshu genre because it, it begins with the girl. With the main girl, and, and I, this is really brief, right? The main girl suffers bullying in the school. She, for some reason, gets presented this gun that I, that teleports people. But the thing is, uh, when she uses the gun, and this is more like a, a gun, a gun toy, right? A, to a toy gun, something akin to a nerf, more or less. And the thing is, whenever she shoots the gun at someone. They get transported, transported to where? To the front of a train, and this is pretty terrible. The, the whole, the whole show is pretty terrible. The, 
the whole show is about suffering and and death and suffering. It's terrible. And the thing is, right? So in Mahoshojo, uh, Magical Grove raising project is kind of the same because they basically start with the modern Mahoshojo setting with uh, saving people and whatever, but it later becomes Mahoshojo Battle Royale, which is pretty violent, really violent for no reason. And the the it is not really well written either of them, but the the one thing that they have in common, and this is a recurring thread, is that at some point there is this big storm, the the equivalent to to what I said, the word purges is in Madoka. There is uh, an equivalent, and this is a um, I'm talking really briefly and representing these two cases uh, really glossing over a lot of things but the thing is the modern Mahoshojo is not really well represented after I don't know 2017 I think it's when the last one released really outside from that we could say that we could say that Mahoshojo in itself the the let's say the the cutesy hopeful, uh, idealistic ideal of the Mahoshojo, the, the girl that uh, uses magic to save people with the the, the whole thing, the whole uh, uses dresses, the, the transformation scene and whatever. From Sailor Moon, that was the original classic Mahoshojo, to Madoka. The ideas come, let's say, they, they come together, they actually are the same thing, but Madoka... Um, puts on so much, so many twists on the original idea that you could say it's a separate gender, the classic and the mo- and the modern. That's why I, I personally uh, like to distinguish them, and also because from the classic to the modern, there are the ones that uh, live in the between. Let's say there are the ones that have a lot of suffering, whereas and, and the suffering is something that is more or less uh, an abstract concept but the when you when you watch Sailor Moon for example as the best example I, I can give Sailor Moon doesn't actually lose a battle and doesn't actually doesn't actually see anything happen to her the, the stakes are low because they always win and, and I'm not saying this is bad this is just different but uh, the the thing that Madoka one of the things that Madoka adds to the genre is the the idea that the power is not for free, and in so doing, the cost is translated into, let's say, the mental, emotional um, strain that it leaves in the user of the powers. And as I was saying, right, so back to what I was saying, the ones that live in the middle are... Some uh, some things like uh, Fate Kaleji Prisma Liner Idia, which has a lot of uh, emotional sadness beats, but uh, ultimately is pretty pretty cutesy, pretty idealistic, pretty happy, and has a has a happy ending in itself. And f- for another Mahoshojo too. Uh, Gear, which has a whole lot of suffering and emotional sadness, as in the first and second season especially, 
are really really heavy the last season eh, kind of we have the the whole Tsubasa arc it's pretty heavy but the the thing is they they're the ones that live in the middle I would still call it them the modern style of Mahoshoujo because they still have the the sadness building to it but uh, what I would like to say just to to set it up is that uh, modern Mahoshoujo is basically different from the original because they add a lot of complexity a lot of emotions um, they don't actually think that the the good guys are necessarily the good guys one of the things that Madoka does a lot and Madoka is specific the other ones the other two cases that I mentioned do not do this well because they are bad not slandering the authors or anything I just think that the story is bad for myself I don't like uh, sad depressing stories that's just me the thing is Ma- Modern Maho Shoujo basically adds on a whole lot of things from not only the cost of power the notion of the cost of power the they basically this Madoka in specific destroys the idea of the mannequism that we live in with this kind of episodic anime and manga that we watch and read mannequism if you don't know is this psycho not psychological not sure, is this uh, structure that we we are presented with where there are the good guys and the bad guys um, so you would think that if Madoka followed the mannequins, uh, mannequins uh, model, there would be only the good guys, the magical girls, and the bad guys, the witches. But as we see, it treads this line really freely and basically just dis- uh, dismantles this whole model when the magical girls actually start to fight within uh, their group. Because we don't actually see witches killing each other, but we see that magical girls kill each other a lot. And at some point, actually, the, the, when we get to see the flash, the Homura flashback episode on episode 10, there's a point where Mummy kills Kyoko and Kyo, and Mummy, before killing Homura, uh, Madoka kills her. And it's a whole, it's a whole mess. And this is a thing, right? So uh, I think that this is a really good genre to to study, let's say, to research. But I think the good examples are really scarce, let's say. As I already said, Maho Shoujo site and Magical Girl Raising Program, if you want to be really depressed and really saddened, because there are no good in the, that story. It's all bad. It's all bad. Maho Shoujo site specifically, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Anyways, so before I wrap up, uh, let's just... Let me just give the, my opinions on the anime itself. So, Madoka, Mahoshojo Madoka. Man, rewatching it was was a treat. Uh, I I can't really express it, but uh, the visual spectacle is really nice. The the animation is pretty well made. The fights uh, they are really characteristic. Each of the encounters is really uh, remarkable. And even the encounters that we don't actually get to see in the, let's say, the main timeline when we get only to see the the flashback from Homura, they are really well made. The, the creativity that goes into the witches, into the character 
in the character designs, into their powers and whatever else. Man, it's really, really nice. Not only that, the, as I already said, the animation, the composure, the art style, the whole thing, awesome. The symbolism that happens from scene to scene, the, the ideas that they throw around, the little details on the scenes, the way they frame it, the, the things really well made. Uh, really meticulous in its work. I, I don't actually think that I got all the details, really. I don't actually know if I got most of them, but they're really nice. And and I, uh, as I already said at the beginning, the music in this whole thing, the original soundtrack, really awesome. The opening is nice, but my god, the ending is superb. It, it's awesome. It's awesome. The whole anime is really nice to watch. The themes, if you can get beyond that, if you can, if you don't have a problem with it, please watch it. The, the whole experience is really nice. And that's basically it, I think. I will start rambling otherwise. So basically, if you, that's basically it, right? If you like what I do, thank you for listening. If you like what I do, if you like the show, if you like my work, please like, please follow, please subscribe, depending on the platform you're in. Join the Discord, and if you can share with a friend, share with anybody you can. And I hope you stick around. Bye.